Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's the appeal. You're not supposed to know what baloney is. It's baloney. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John R. Bray. And I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And today, we're going to jump into an issue that definitely touches all parents. Um, It just touches single parents in a different way than it touches non-single parents. And that's, again, not competing over who has it worse. But uh, we're kind of going to look at meal preparation or a lack thereof when you find yourself having to either cook for one or cook for one three times over because everyone has substantially different eating preferences, I guess we'll call them. Because honestly, it's a pain in the ass. We are we are just basically opening ourselves up for the wrath of people <laughs> right now. The the finger pointing and finger wagging and um, self righteousness that has been spewed at me over the years concerning the way my children eat is staggering. So I'm I'm fully aware that those emails are coming and the judgment about this is coming. I get it. And right now I'm just going to tell you what. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I get right. Honestly, I've talked to her pediatrician, and this battle is one that my mother gave up, and I am a somewhat functional adult. And somewhat, somewhat getting there. And my child goes to bed fed and is, yeah. So. I'm tired. I don't want to fight the fight about what it means to cook different meals for my kids. I just do it. I do it because at that point in the day, at that point in the day, honestly, I want there to be harmony with my children. I don't want to fight them. I don't want to... uh, I, I want it to be a happy time. The meal time for us is a time that we get to spend together every day. And I want that time to be happy. And if I force my child to try something that she doesn't want to eat, then it becomes not happy. Yeah. You, well, I mean, it goes back to that expression that you pick your battles. I mean, it's one thing if you're, if your kid isn't eating at all or something, but... If they're getting food and they're reasonably happy and you're reasonably happy, then I, I don't know. I mean, like, like you said, at the end of the day, there's no sense in starting a whole new argument, right? Right. Well, it's also, you know, so 
Lita has been a picky eater since forever, and so has Marlo. Marlo developed into a bit of a picky eater, but like Marlo will actually eat sugar snap peas and carrots and broccoli and tomatoes, and I'll pack those various things in her lunch. And tomatoes, wow. Tomatoes. She loves tomatoes. That's a southern thing. Uh, yeah, but tomatoes. it's impressive to be, I think, to be young and like them. Like Lexton mm-hmm. hates them because of the texture. Because they're gooey and, you know, I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's an odd texture. Oh, Lita won't touch it. Lita will not touch a tomato. Uh-uh. Well, she also won't touch bananas, so I'm not as surprised <laughs> to hear that. She won't even eat pasta sauce. Really? Oh, yeah. She takes noodles. Oh. She won't. She won't have Parmesan cheese on her noodles. She just has plain noodles. I like, cooked like dinner butter? last night. By the way, I cooked but- <laughs> dinner last night for all of us. One I one meal? One well, I don't eat pasta because okay. that's not a part of my diet. And please don't send me ugh, <laughs> people are just like oh, I will sure. I will lecture Heather for her views on pasta later. Yeah, people lecture me all the time about how my crazy eating habits are having a really bad effect on my children, blah, 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 blah. You're ruining them. I'm ruining them by showing them what it's like to eat a very healthy diet. (laughs) Well, Honestly, what you're modeling is that anyone can have, I mean, there's people that eat your diet that live a healthy lifestyle. There's people that eat a different diet that lead a healthy lifestyle and everyone can eat what they want and it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. It's it's like totally a personal choice, right? Yes. Well, there's there's so much conflicting science about fat and sugar. Well, fat and sugar and animal products and plant-based products. And there's so many conflicting. And yeah, it's just anyway. <laughs> so you made dinner, but you did not eat the pasta. We'll go back to I, that. Yes. they. I made them pasta. I actually cooked dinner and... Marlo loves pasta sauce and Parmesan cheese. Lita just has plain noodles with a little bit of butter. Sometimes I have to sneak the butter in just because who wants to eat a plain noodle? I, I don't. I mean, I can get like butter and salt. That's still a little bland for me, but she I can won't get even it. take salt. Wow. No. Oh, so, so, so I cooked. Yeah, I cooked Marlo. The po- Marlo would take the pasta sauce. Marlo took the pasta sauce and in the Parmesan. Lita the plain noodle and then. I had my own, you know, rice and lentil thing that I cooked myself. And we sit down, we don't sit down necessarily at the table, but we do sit down at like the countertop and we we eat dinner together every single night, period. That is our time that we spend together every day n- without fail. And we talk about our day and what did we do today and what do we do you know, and sometimes it's more successful than others in terms of getting my kids to talk. But did I make them a different meal than I made for myself? Yep. Did I make Marlo a different meal than I made for Lita? Yep. <laughs> and, and like there's this jumbled uh, shot. I don't know if, if you have this. And I have shopping lists on various note applications. And then I've got like the scribbled notes on the countertop. But it's a very jumbled list of, okay, the kids need milk and cereal and cheese and all this. And then I have my own list for the stuff that I eat. And it <laughs> and it's like maintaining that. It's like, okay, this week I got to go get all this for them. And then I got to go get all this for me. Yeah. The food situation. But you cook, though. I do. 
Yeah, I cook every night for myself. See, I have really great intentions of learning how to cook. (laughs) I have tried. There are things that I've made very well. I have made some pretty exceptional meals, but it's just not in my wheelhouse. I'm not I'm not a cook. It's not in my wheelhouse. It's, it's oh not my in my God. wheelhouse. We'll circle back to that. I mean, can you can you cook rice? Okay, so let me just what take What do you eat? What do you eat, John Bray? A wide variety of whatever I can find at the time that I need to. Cuz you should be eat. eating like a tremendous amount of food at this point in your training. I can I can admit that I probably am not consuming enough calories because for one i i'm not an awesome cook and for another i can't eat a lot in a given sitting so i'm having to force myself to eat breakfast and then a snack and then lunch and then a snack and then dinner and then a snack and it's hard to keep up with honestly why can you not eat a lot in one sitting explain i don't know i just get those of us i just get eat a lot so I used to be able full? to, yeah, I mean, I just, what the I don't want to. Are you serious? <laughs> Shut up. I don't even know if I want to hear this explanation. De- are you kidding it me? It honestly depends on the meal. I will say that. It depends on what I'm eating. I just get full. I just don't want to eat anymore. What? It's, it's, yeah, it's true. So like are the sizes, like what are the serving sizes that we're talking about here? I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really measure depends on what I have. What's your breakfast? What do you eat for breakfast? Uh, sometimes like yogurt with almonds and chia seeds and coconut and whatever other added added berries or fruit I can throw in it. Uh, sometimes oatmeal, sometimes eggs and toast. It really depends. And then you have a snack? Sometimes, sometimes a Lara bar. <laughs> and then I don't eat until lunch. It depends on how busy... The day is. There's honestly sometimes where I will drop Lexton off at school and I've all I've had is a Lara bar for breakfast. And then I don't even think about eating until two. Like it doesn't cross Stop my mind. It. But then Stop I realize it. I'm so Stop hungry that I have to eat. It's oh, not every day, but if I'm busy, oh, I can push I'm gonna it aside. Hang up. I'm going <laughs> to hang up. You just don't even think about eating until two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it depends. But, but then the problem is then I just eat whatever's easy to eat, which is never the good food to eat ever. And I eat a lot of that. So if I do get enough calories, it's probably not the right kind of calories. Like cereal, bread? Not like cheese, crackers, potato chips, yeah. Cheez-Its. I mean, anything that I don't <laughs> have to prepare, anything that I can dump into my mouth or hand, I am all over that. Sometimes nuts, if I have them around. But... Cheez-Its. You know, well, I think, yeah, I think they're like a Trader Joe's brand Cheez-It, but yeah. Oh, that and that's excusable. Oh, it's totally different than if they're Trader Joe's brand, yeah. No preservatives. Okay. To answer your question about rice, I can cook rice. However, my cooktop cannot appropriately cook rice because none of the four burners will actually simmer. They all, like, boil it over. Every single time. So I have, I've devised this method where I have to bring it to a boil and then turn it off the heat for five minutes and then turn the heat back on to a simmer because then the contents of the pan have cooled enough that it doesn't immediately go into a boil and boil over. You need a rice cooker. I had a rice cooker 
And I left that behind and I need a new one. That's true. You left that behind. There are a few things I regret leaving and the rice cooker is probably one of them. It was so easy. You can, you can probably get a rice cooker like at Target. It's not like... a matter of whether or not I can. It's that I don't think about it because sometimes I'm just not hungry. So it just oh, doesn't cross God. my mind. You can, you can stop saying that. Oh, my God. So we'll... As someone who trained for a marathon, my hunger never my hunger never ceased. Never. My hunger never ceased when I was training. And, and it carried over like it didn't stop when I stopped training. That's the thing is that my brain didn't turn off. And that's what's been like really fucking with me since since then. Like that was part of my problem throughout the summer was that it was like, why am I so goddamn hungry all the time? Like it was driving me crazy. Well, I think though, I mean, the days that I run... I, I eat like absolutely everything in sight and then I just keep eating. But it's only on the day that I run. Only. And the other days, it doesn't seem to be, that doesn't seem to be the case. And I think it's probably because my body is just like, oh hell, he's going to forget again anyway. So we might as well just kick back into reserve mode. <laughs> and and Lexton eats a variety of foods. I mean, he'll eat sugar snap peas and carrots and broccoli. And I mean, he, he eats a lot. The only two foods that he really despises are tomatoes and avocado. And the last time he tried avocado, I, I really thought he was going to throw up on me. I have never <laughs> seen someone gag like so violently ever in my life. And so it's not that he doesn't eat good foods, but he's very much like he'll eat these 10 awesome foods, as long as they are all very separate and not cooked. Like raw broccoli, yeah, he'll eat that. Cooked, no. Raw carrots, yep, cooked, no. So it's really hard to find meals to make because once everything gets all mixed together, then he either won't eat it or he spends so much time separating it that it's cold or no longer good. And that's... It's difficult, I know. And, and, and again, people will come and say, "Well, then you need to do this with your kid, and you need to like set the rules and the boundaries." And like, he will eat the cooked broccoli if if you if you make if you do this, then he will have no choice but to. And it's like, well, have you met Lita? <laughs> no, I. And people have said that, like, well, eventually he'll have to eat. You know what? No, he won't. He won't. I, he. The reason I know this is because years ago when he was still losing teeth, he was terrified to lose teeth. Like, because you know a tooth falls out and there's a little bit of blood, but then because there's a little bit of blood in your mouth, it looks like a lot of blood. So it was like murder for him. Mm -hmm. So he wouldn't wiggle them. He had to have four or five extracted because they were starting to break apart in his mouth and he wouldn't wiggle them out. (laughs) But at one point it was loose and it was so loose that if he ate, it would wiggle and he was worried that it would come out. So he didn't eat for almost a day and a half until he threw up because he didn't eat. Oh my God. And then I, I distinctly remember looking at him and saying, you know, you, you, you just threw up because you're not eating. Will you eat now? And he just gave me this death stare and said, uh-uh. I'm like, oh, okay, well then just keep vomiting, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean... Seriously, he would he would rather die. That's so sad. It was it was funny because he would walk around with like a wad of gauze in his mouth to try and keep the tooth in place. 
It was, <laughs> oh, it was great. But he won't. That argument that, well, they have to eat it. No, they don't. Okay, well, then then someone, then, then, then the argument is, well, why don't you pull his tooth? Just pull his tooth, just pull his damn tooth out. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't want to scar my kids that way. I, yeah, I, I gave up that a long time ago. Le- Marlo has a tooth right now that is just... <laughs> It's sideways. It's her. It's one of her front two teeth, and it is sideways at this point. She looks like like a jack o' lantern that has been carved by a two year old. So it's like and twisted around, and she won't do anything about it. It's twisted around, and it's hanging on. What happened is she chipped the other front tooth when she was a year old, and that other tooth grew in it at an angle, and it caused the other front tooth, which is hanging on right now, to grow in it at an angle as well. Now, the root is gone, but it's kind of grown up because of the angle. It's kind of grown up into her mouth. And so I don't even know what is hanging on there because the root is gone. I don't know. It's just there's some piece of like ligament. Oh, yeah. Skin. Totally. Gum tissue. Uh And it's just holding on. And it's literally turned sideways. And and. I am not going to pull it. I will not do that to her. Like every time I even get close to her mouth, she's like, (laughs) she's just like, so, so I'm like, you know what? I'm, she's been through enough. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that person that makes like losing her teeth. Like she has nightmares about it. Not going to do it. Yeah, no, I'm totally, the only reason they were extracted is because he really needed his teeth cleaned. And they're like, well, we can't clean them with all these tooth fragments, you know, (laughs) We told her last night, she says, I said, Marlo, you do realize that when you lose that tooth, you're going to get money and we could go to, we could go to Target this weekend. We could go to Claire's and you can use that money to buy, buy something. She goes, actually, I could do more chores to earn money, mom. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. She would, she would rather work for it than just get it. Yes. (laughs) That's, that's pretty impressive. I'm not going to argue with that. Okay, good point. Wow, and it'll come out eventually. Eventually it will. And but it's the same thing with with food. Like it will if they're going to develop a taste for something, they will develop a taste for it. It's not like if you don't force her to eat avocado now, mm-hmm. then she's never going to eat avocado. I know plenty of people who hated this food when they were a kid and love it now. Oh yeah. Not because they were forced to eat it as a kid, but because they've just developed a taste for it over time because they tried it at one point because they made the choice, whatever. It's just not worth the fight to get them to eat It's not whatever. It's not worth a fight. It's not worth the money, you know? Oh, yeah. It's not worth the money of, like, buying fresh vegetables and fresh fruit if my children aren't going to eat it. The problem with Marlo is that she gets into this, she's, like, really into peaches right now. So I went and bought a whole bunch of peaches, and then she'll go, she'll decide right in the middle, no, nope, I'm not going to eat peaches anymore. And I have like seven peaches going bad on the countertop. And that's her thing is she goes through these cycles of food. Both of my kids sort of do this where, where like Lita will eat a frozen burrito and that's all she'll eat for like two weeks and then she won't eat it anymore. And so we have to find something else. And then you have a whole freezer full of frozen burritos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like once we find something, it's like, okay, she's she'll eat it. We're not, I'm not sitting there for like 30 minutes going, how about this? How about this? How about this? You know, I have a very distinct memory of, because I was this kid, I was her, and had very, very minimal, minimal range of foods that I would eat. And I remember one night, I had not eaten dinner, and I was starving. 
I just didn't know what I wanted to eat. I just didn't know. I couldn't articulate it. And my dad was like, we have a whole pantry of food. What do you want to eat? And I was like, I don't know. And I even started crying. And he was so frustrated with me that he almost punched me in the face. What? Because you were starving. Well, not starving. starving. Very hungry. And nothing sounded good? Like one of those moments? Yeah, it was one of those moments as a kid. I must have been like six or seven. And I distinctly remember him like pulling his fist back, ready to punch me in the face because he was so frustrated. Now, I haven't ever gotten to the point of like pulling my fist back to punch my children. But I I understand... <laughs> Almost the there. level, the level of frustration at the end of the day, though, when when you're like, okay, so how about here are 15 things that I know you'll eat. Will you eat this, 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 and this? Nope. Okay, what about this? Nope. What about this? Nope. And they're starving. They're starving. And you know that the longer they go without food, the more unpleasant they're going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like it, this level of urgency increases with every declined option. It's like what, and I, and I get to the point, it's like, what do I, I don't know what to do. I don't, I can't force feed them. But yeah, I have mercy for my dad because I, that, I mean, it was really frustrating because I, there I am starving and I'm, I can't articulate what I want to eat. So you have pity on the, on the picky eaters. I do. I have, I have a lot of pity and also, 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 it's really important to me to not make food an issue for girls. There's a there's a history of, and it goes with my mom, it goes with my sister, it goes with me. I mean, I had an eating disorder in high school and college, and a lot of it was, all of it was precipitated by talk of weight and food in my household, and what a what a a woman should look like. So that you shouldn't eat that or that or that or that much, so that you can stay thin and beautiful, basically. Basically, and I just don't want to make food. I don't want my children to obsess about, well, if I don't eat this, then something's going to happen, or if I have to eat this or this is going to happen. I don't want food to become an obsession. I want food, like I said, I want it to be happy time, like here's a frozen burrito that we cooked because you'll eat it, and there is no obsession or talk of body or life image surrounding this burrito at all. (laughs) (laughs) Just a burrito. It's just a burrito. I think it's really important to take the weight out of the food because I grew up and like when I ate seafood, there wasn't a piece of sushi I wouldn't eat. Like I would eat the whole sushi menu. Like in growing up, I wouldn't even, I, I ate bologna. That was the extent of meat that I ate as a kid growing up. I ate Oscar Mayer bologna. I have never had bologna in my entire life. What? You're from the Midwest. Never. never. It always grossed me out, even Shut as a kid, up. because I didn't really understand what it was. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. That Oscar Mayer, That's like... That's the appeal. You're not supposed to know oh, what bologna gosh. is. No. It's bologna. <laughs> no, I, I had friends, and they'd have, you know, American cheese and bologna sandwiches on, like, Wonder Bread, white bread. With Miracle Whip. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Never had that. And I hated that bread. It sticks to the roof of your mouth. Oh. oh man, who are you? What is going on, dude? You don't like Wonder Bread? No, I hate. Come I on. hate Wonder Bread. Well, but so my food background, I both of my parents were 
hippies, for lack of better term. For the for the couple years before I was born, they lived in a teepee in the woods. What? Oh yeah. Your parents lived in a teepee in the woods. Oh yeah. In the woods in, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, so through winters, like a teepee with a with a loft and a fire, and yeah, my parents knew what was up. I never I never lived awesome. in the teepee. Oh my god, that is so awesome! You never, you didn't get to live in the teepee. No, I wish I had gotten to live in the teepee, but unfortunately, they left. They actually left the teepee before my sister was born, so it would have been a few years before I was born. But they were, you know, my mom would make bread. They would cook every meal. Like we didn't, we didn't do like the generic Wonder Bread, white bread. It just wasn't how I was raised. You know, we had a jar of alfalfa sprouts growing on the counter and. So that's kind of, I guess that's probably also why I never had bologna. Because that wasn't exactly, you know. Yeah, I guess. So did you grow up eating like exotic foods? Exotic foods? Um, I grew up eating, I mean, I grew up eating whatever they cooked. And I, I remember not liking certain meals. It, well, I guess in hindsight, I remember not liking them, but realizing that they were good. Like getting angry that we were having vegetable stir fry and then eating it and being like, okay, well, this is, this is probably all right. I can eat this, but I'm not going to act like I like it, but not necessarily exotic foods, you know, carob soy milk. That Mm -hmm. was, that was a regular thing. I still have fond memories of carob soy milk, actually. Honestly, I love carob soy milk. It's so, so damn good, but they weren't, they also weren't totally extreme in that direction. I, I went to a birthday party when I was, I don't know, eight, and the mom made a made a tofu birthday cake. Ew. Which, to anyone listening, is something that should never exist in this world, <laughs> ever. A tofu birthday right, there's cake? Like, what the hell? So many things wrong with that. And my dad was there because these were family friends, and he, he tried it, and he threw the cake into the woods because it was horrible. <laughs> so they were also understanding that, you know, not everything has to be this way. So I kind of, I like the idea of cooking every meal rather than prepackaged, but I'm not a great cook. So I also really like the idea of prepackaged. It's super convenient. Do you, it is super convenient. Do you do most of it at Trader Joe's? Is that where you go? Yeah, I say probably primarily Trader Joe's. Um, Yeah, I don't have a Whole Foods close so it's probably Trader Joe's, and then we have a little local, like grocery store market. But I love Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's. They have really. I'm sure that there's gonna. I'm sure that there's like an argument against this, but their produce, like their sugar snap peas, and their the lettuce and the kale and the broccoli that comes in the packages and the the mushrooms, like they're really affordable, but they're all like packaged in plastic. Yeah, but they're so good. And sometimes people will make comments to me along the lines of like, oh, you shop at Trader Joe's. That must be nice. And I I don't (laughs) like that. You realize that Trader Joe's is not expensive. Like compared to Whole Foods, it's like a fraction of the cost. And compared to even like a, I guess, a more traditional grocery store, it's not expensive. It's not at all. Actually, it's less expensive than the traditional grocery store that I shop at. Yeah, same here. In fact. For, for even for the regular things, if you get, you know, canned whatever, or frozen peas, or the Trader Joe's brand is, A, it's good, and B, it's cheaper. Yeah. 
And they have awesome packaging on a lot of things. So I drive out of my way because it's cheaper, like the mushrooms and kale and broccoli and all that stuff is so much cheaper there than at my regular grocery store. Like, what? Yeah. I know. I've, I've never really understood that. And I don't know if it's like in comparison to, I don't know. I don't know if people compare it to like Aldi or something and then therefore it's... Food for less? Yeah, I guess. Walmart? Walmart. 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 Mm-hmm. But I love Trader Joe's. I actually, so I, I know that there's probably people out there who are making the argument, well, what about that? I don't even remember the name of it. It just slipped my mind. There's that cookbook, I think by Seinfeld's wife. Yeah. Like how to get your kids to eat other things by tricking them and mixing it in with this. And Lexton is, he he would catch on to that. And he has. And I've tried, and years ago we tried. It doesn't work. So I've, I don't have the time. Oh, that's the, the other thing. To do that. Oh, yeah. Like, first you have to cook the cauliflower, then you have to puree it, then you have to start making the actual meal that that pureed cauliflower goes in. Fuck that. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a that's a privileged way of approaching food to have the time to do that. Sorry. Sorry. No, it, it is. is. It is. I mean, I've started to kind of approach things. You know, we'll have nachos or tacos or something. And Lexton really likes chorizo. But I Ooh. found a soy-based chorizo at Trader Joe's called Soy Rizo. <laughs> I know. I know. So I got it, and I just said, we're, we're having chorizo tacos. And he ate it and never questioned it and said it was awesome. So I didn't bother to say, well, actually, this is not meat. This is soy. And he likes... Soybeans, like I don't think it would matter, but I just didn't say anything and he didn't notice and it worked. That's an awesome success story. Isn't it? It is. And it's case study number one. Right. Soy Rizzo. You should look for it. It's actually pretty fantastic. I will look for that. Yeah, absolutely. It might be that vegan. That fits within my I mean, dietary obviously constraints. It's veg- there you go. Pasta not included. I do love oh, pasta. I will say that. I eat uh, a, there's a brand that I found. It's pasta made out of quinoa and lentils. It's really, really good. Quinoa and lentils. Same mm-hmm. like texture overall? Yeah. Same texture. It's um, the it's full of protein. That's how I get a lot of protein in my diet. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
this is the thing. Like, I love cooking now that I'm a vegan. Like, I cook, I make everything. Everything that I eat, I actually make. God, I hate you for that. Well, no, it's like, it changed me. And I follow all these accounts now that, like, recipe. Like, I used to be like, ugh. This person, all I do is recipes. (laughs) And now, like, I follow all these vegan um, food bloggers and Instagrammers. And got so many ideas, and I make this incredible vegan pesto. And so I cook my like quinoa lentil pasta, and then I have this fresh, like super, super, super fresh, like pesto sauce that I put on it. And then I put a few little more lentils, and then a ton of tomatoes. And oh gosh, it's so good! It's so good. Isn't I love I love doing it. I have this food processor that I use like four times a day. That's a lot. So like it's three amazing. times for banana ice cream and once for the basil. <laughs> like this morning I used it to make um, – I, I'm running again, by the way. I'm running like three or four times a week. Wow. But, I, but I'm Chicago? not running more – no, no, yeah. I'm not going to run Chicago. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm, it's going to be I've, fun. I've only gone up to four miles, 4.4 miles actually. I can't see myself going yeah. over six for a while, but – what I eat beforehand is this amazing, um, it's dates, almond butter, cocoa powder, and um, a little bit of vanilla extract. And you throw a whole bunch of this into a food processor and you mix it up and you can get like 12 servings out of it. And it tastes like, oh my gosh, it tastes like a chocolate brownie. So good. That's like a Lara bar. Yeah. Like a homemade Lara but bar. I'm yeah. making it, but I'm making it myself. And it's so fun to make. <laughs> so, I just love making it. It's so fun. I love making it. I love making it. It's so good and fresh. And uh, and it is for some reason. Like my body is just like, it's just another thing that I'm putting in my body. But for me, like when I'm taking a bite of it, it's just like, this is amazing what I'm doing for my body. Oh, my Whee! God. <laughs> I, like, I like almond butter. Almond butter is something I always have. And I try to find things to put it on just so that I can eat it because it doesn't feel right eating it off a spoon. But I do that too. What do you eat it with? Banana, uh, bananas and, and apples are good with almond butter. Uh, bananas, apples, crackers, um, a spoon, the knife, my finger, sandwiches. <laughs> and I love, I love almond butter in a, like a dangerous way. It's so damn good. Way Trader better Joe's. than peanut butter. Oh my God, they're crunchy almond butter. Well, so I get the oh. raw, the raw, like completely unsalted, untoasted raw almond butter from Trader Joe's is the best out there. Oh, my God. The most affordable. But you need, like, the more salt, the better in that shit. God, mm. I love it. So so very recently, oh, my God, this is hysterical. Or at least I find it hysterical. This vegan finds it hysterical. Vegan humor. Um, vegan humor. Um Recently, Starbucks announced that it was going to carry almond milk. Yes, their and own brand. Is it their own brand? It is their own brand called almond milk. One word. <laughs> is it really? Yes, it is. They had to. They had oh to get their God. own brand so that it would froth appropriately. Yeah, because it doesn't froth very well. Right, but um, not everyone understands that. So rather than have to explain it, I think they just you know. Well, see, I actually stopped. Um, I stopped getting coffee at Starbucks because they didn't serve almond milk because coconut milk and soy milk 
I don't like them in lattes. I love soy um, milk lattes. Mm. And when I do coffee at home, I, I just do a dollop of soy milk or, or soy, soy sweetener, whatever. Anyway, so I heard, or I thought I heard, that the reason that they weren't using almond milk is because of the drought in California. Oh, I hadn't um, heard that. I heard it was the frothing thing. But oh, who knows? Well, it could be bad information or maybe I mis, you know, heard it. I mean, and the thing is, though, is that like in terms of like water usage, almonds actually the research shows is kind of far down on the list in terms of other things that are using water in California. And a fellow vegan sent me this manifesto by this other vegan. Oh, <laughs> my <that>. God. <laughs> it's like incestual. It was it was this huge, huge manifesto about how if you eat almonds, you are not a vegan. And I went on to talk about how in order for the amount of almonds that are produced in order to to meet the production um, and consumption, they have to bring in bees and they're abusing the bees and they're abusing the honey of the bees and the pollination and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Shut and basically up. we're, we're, we're fucking up the bees because of the production of these almonds and toward the end of the manifesto. So it says it's, it goes, so if you're one of those preachy vegans that thinks they're all high and mighty because they eat almonds, guess what? Nope. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just let like, people be. The the irony of that like statement alone, if you're one of those preachy vegans, and it was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Good Lord. <laughs> just, uh, I don't understand why people can't just make their choices. And, and you can talk about your choices, but you don't have to change everyone's mind. No, like a true vegan doesn't eat honey. That I knew, yes. Yeah. But okay, so, and we are going to get back to kids here in a minute, but (laughs) so veganism, it kind of would depend on why you are vegan, right? Because yes, there are like, because there's um, like, if you, if you're vegan because you don't approve of the treatment of animals. Okay. And that's an ethical vegan. Colin Kaepernick is an ethical vegan. Did you know this? No. But I'm yep. really happy that I do now. Yep. I'm not only is he amazing for what he's done, like can I just say he's like my personal hero? Like I found you out that for, he like, went sports? Yes. Yeah. Well, what, I, I know, know, the I know. Whole, like, I know. <laughs> shut <I'm> up. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but he um is an ethical vegan, meaning he's doing it for he said, "Well, he's doing it for the sake of his health, but he's also doing it for the sake of animal welfare." Okay, but that, so that's that's different. Like, if it's a health reason, that's a that's a different reason than just ethically, right? So he's doing it for both. But yeah, but like I, theoretically, these ethical vegans, if they were presented with one hundred percent ethical options for pork or beef or poultry or whatever, they'd have no opposition to eating it. And I'm saying 100% ethical, which I know is an ideal that we don't currently have. Yes. I think also, though, he has seen health benefits from switching over. Sure. So that's totally a separate thing, yes. 
Yes. And I feel, well, do I feel the same way? I don't know. For me, it's, well, I love eating this way. I love eating this way. I love eating this way. I really do. It hit like my taste, my taste buds are dancing and with glee every time I eat. Like it has changed. It has changed food for me. Like I love food now. Not that I ever didn't love food, but the taste of food is so incredible as a vegan. Um, but yeah, I do it for ethical reasons. So I guess you could call me an ethical vegan. With health on the side. With health on the side. I do my best is what I'm going to say. Because there's a lot of leather in my closet that I bought before um, I made this transition. And you eat almonds. So honestly, (laughs) you are a shit vegan. If we're going to really get down to it. I abuse bees. But your girls eat meat, cheese? They sure do. So you don't don't force them into your diet? No, they Marlon has noticed it, um, and made comments about it. Yeah, I think I remember you mentioning that. Uh huh. Um, and but no, I I fix them. I'm 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 trying to transition them, like offering them like like this. They love tacos, which which by the way I have made several times over the last few weeks, and I kind of eat the tacos with them, but in my own sort of like I fix them tacos and then I eat the beans that I so they usually eat meat tacos soy rizo oh my god soy rizo (laughs) but I switched out the meat and I said I want you guys to try these beans instead of the meat and we're going to use the same seasoning but it's instead of meat it'll just be beans and they're both like what I don't know and I'm like just try it so I put it on the taco I put the beans on them put the cheese on top of it and they were both like this is amazing and just super excited about it. And I did a victory lap around my house. <laughs> yes, I did. I did the whole Rocky victory lap. and um, Totally justifiably. I mean, you, yeah. you got them to try something new. It's not like if they didn't eat it, you were never going to make them meat tacos again. But they right. tried something different. So now maybe they can have those kind of tacos every other time or something. If for no, well, if we, for nothing we, else than just for change, if for change, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to like you know, like let's buy less meat. How about that, guys? And like tr- sort of transitioning in that direction. I think the less meat we eat, the better. Um, personally, just for honestly, like it's the best thing that I can. One is the best thing I, I personally, as a consumer, can possibly do for the environment is eat less meat. Period. Like, it is the number one thing that I can do as a consumer for the environment. Did you know this? Did, did I know that it's the number one thing you can do? I did not. But I know it's that It's the number now, one thing you could do, too. Maybe. Is to eat less meat. Maybe. If we all ate less meat, if, like, all of us took, like, one day of meat out of our diet, just one day, and didn't eat meat for one day, all of us... We could take like an entire continent of cars off the planet. I'm not kidding. This is now a <laughs> vegan sales pitch, everyone. Just in case <laughs> no, you're No, it's wondering. not vegan. It's not vegan. It's not vegan. No, I know. It's, it's less. Like going it's a less day without, yeah. It's just less. It's like one day. Well, okay. So, but you, so this, growing up, my mom always used to say, I don't know if I've said this before, but 
she used to say everything in moderation, even moderation. Yes. And that's kind of how I live as much of my life as I can, including eating. So if we go four nights or four days every meal without eating any meat, that's not unusual. Lexton doesn't care. I don't notice. It doesn't make any difference. So it's possible Mm -hmm. that we eat meat one meal, maybe two meals a week, some weeks. If we're really eating a lot of meat, it's maybe four meals a week. Yeah. And that, but I know that there are people that eat meat at least every single dinner and then probably most lunch and then sometimes at breakfast. And I'm not judging, but I just, I try to be, I try to be aware of everything, even, you know, am I eating a lot of dairy in general? You know, a lot of cheese, a lot of yogurt, a lot of, then I'm going to change it up and I'm going to switch to something else for a while. So for me to cut back on meat, that's like, yeah, okay. I don't, it doesn't really matter. I can take it or leave it. Yeah. Have you read these articles coming out very recently about sugar? I have not. I try not to read anything. It's the new hot topic. Like there was a book that came out about sugar and... And what's really fucked up is that in the, was it the 50s or 60s, the sugar industry paid off some scientists to shift the blame from sugar to fat. Like, this is documented. Interesting. Yeah, and so basically the obesity epidemic, especially in the U.S., is directly related to sugar consumption. And um, and I actually saw this interesting study on Vox about breakfast foods about how like <laughs> like a bowl of honey nut cheerios is the equivalent of eating like five you know Nestle Toll House cookies. Oh my. And that that's Lita's and, favorite breakfast, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I've so I have just been like over the last week looking at sugar content and I'm like oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. And it's like I think back to my own childhood and it's like my mom fed me way worse than what my kids are eating. <sighs> okay, what can I do? I don't know. Like it's it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma when we're faced with all this information. We are equipped with all this information. What do we do with it? And it's like you can't, you have to devote your life to absorbing it all and living by all the the quote unquote right guidelines. Or you have to just accept that you're going to live wrong in some areas, and right in others because you're doing the best that you can. Like, no, I, there are no parents out there that think, I'm going to feed my child shit today. <laughs> like, no one has that intention. Maybe in hindsight, you're like, wow, that was a really bad decision. But you're always doing the best that you can. I think that's mm-hmm. true for the most part. But you, it's, you can only do so much. I mean, I was, I guess, thinking back to the people who say, you know, if, if you make them, if you make them eat it, they'll eat it. They'll just sit there until everyone got up from the table and they'll, they'll eat. But is that, maybe that's better in terms of exposing them to food than not, not making them eat it. But then you're also turning family dinner into just a horrible time. So it's worse Mm -hmm. in that aspect because you've just impact negatively impacted family time in the name of getting yeah. them to eat broccoli. Yeah. Whereas I would rather um, say, fuck it, you don't have to eat the broccoli. Let's just talk about your day. That sounds fun. I don't I mean it's like a lose-lose, honestly. 
I don't feel like I'm losing, but I feel like someone from the outside could look in and say, well, you're doing it wrong. And I could easily look at their situation and say, no, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't, we, we actually got an email totally unrelated to anything of this, obviously, but a woman emailed, I think, I think her name is Kate and said, it's so nice to hear from other parents who are doing it wrong. And I read that I, I laughed like I, as I'm reading the email, I actually laughed because I'm like, yeah, we're all doing it wrong based on what everyone else sees or thinks yes. or thinks that they know. Someone may be very good about getting children to eat stuff that they're not interested in. I'm not good at it. I don't have the patience. It would turn into a huge fight. And my my skills in parenting lie elsewhere. <laughs> So I'm going to improve upon those skills and not try to improve the ones that I know that are, are are just shit. Like negotiating with my kids about food, I'm not a negotiator. I'm not at all. I I it it would really ruin the night for us. And and already our nights are so jam packed with homework and piano and driving, 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 and it's just like let's have this twenty to thirty minute period together where we all know it's going to be calm. There's no rush. We're sharing a meal together. We're breaking bread. Yes. And I want them to remember that time with me, the three of us together around that countertop and talking about recess and talking about that boy at school that, you know, I just, that's what I want. Yeah, it's the one time where both Lexton and I stop. Like, I don't have my phone at the table. He doesn't have his phone at the table. We're not watching TV. We're not watching a movie. We're just sitting at the table and talking. And it's it's nice because we have nothing else to do but that, mm-hmm. which also means I don't have to say, you need to eat this. You need to eat this. You need to eat this. And then he fights it, and then I raise my voice, and then it's horrible. Like you, I am a terrible negotiator. So it's not worth it's not worth it. Yeah. And on that note, I have to say, I cursed myself earlier by saying, wow, this school year is going to be just great. Everything <laughs> is awesome. I should have known better. I should have known better. Oh, my God. Can we go back and erase that episode? Oh. Seriously? I'm drowning. This school year is going to fucking kill me, man. Seriously. Holy shit. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> man, that first week was just a lie. The, those schools were lying to us, man. Like, I would rather them hit them <sighs> with homework on day one, so at least you just, you know, like, right right out of the gate how bad it's going to be. Yes. And part of it, two nights ago, Lexton came home, and he came home late because he stayed after school for a club, and came home late. And he said, hey, we got this assignment in social studies, and it's due two days from now. And I said, oh, what is it? So we review it. It's a six-paragraph essay. Oh, God. They've done nothing. His outline's not read. Like, nothing. I said, "Are you? this is due in two days? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, oh, we're fucked. We're so fucked. This is over. So he did, he was up almost an hour late. We did like three and a half hours of homework busting our ass both of us because this is a team effort yay and then he comes home the next day he's like yeah um i was wrong it's actually not due until after the weekend and i wanted to just fucking scream like i and i i know there's going to be parents well that's his fault he should have done the homework himself and uh, yeah but that's not what we do i help him that's 
That's my choice. So I get that. But I, I, I felt like a panic attack and it's not mm-hmm. even my work. Oh, yeah. It's, oh my God. Oh yeah. I totally, I totally, oh God. Yep. Yes. And then he, and then, then he had to skip his 20 minutes of reading for the day because we were working on this other thing. And I, I can't, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. No. So Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Oh God, Tuesdays. So I have to be, I have to walk away from my desk at three o'clock because Marlo, that's when Marlo gets home from school and we have to do her hour, hour and a half of homework, except that we have to leave the house at four 15 in order to get her to therapy by five. So I leave my desk at three we sit down, I give her about five, ten minutes for her to sort of come home from school and relax, and then we attempt homework. Attempt being the operative word here. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> because we, I, I break out her math homework, and it says, accomplish, like, do these problems using doubles. And I'm like, what is a double? And she can't answer the question. Um, and I'm like, did you cover this in class today? And she looks at me, and she's like, and she just she shrugs. She doesn't even talk. She just shrugs. And I'm like, what did the teacher say about doubles? She shrugs. Marlo, did you learn about doubles in school today? She shrugs. So this, you know, goes on until 4.15. We leave the house at 4.15. I get her down to therapy. We're there for an hour. And then it's another 45 minutes back. That's 6.45. Dinner ending at 7.30. She has to read for 20 minutes a night and practice piano for 30 minutes a night. So that puts Damn. us at about 8.30. Yeah, that puts us at about 8.30. And then from there, I'm going to help Lita. And so from basically 3 o'clock on Tuesday until 9.30 at night, I can't work. It is all kid-related. Fucking kids. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But those days, like, where you get home at 6.45, that's yeah. why, like... I enjoy cooking. I'm not good at cooking. So to get home at 6.45 or 7 and think, okay, I have to come up with something for dinner and then make it. I, I, I'm so at a loss for what to do. So I usually will just end up making Lexton something quick and then yep. eating cheese and crackers or some hummus or like, because I don't have the energy or the mental capacity to come up with something and make it happen. Yep. So I guess... <laughs> I really only end up making one dinner and it's usually not a dinner for me. I just don't have, I don't have it in me. Mm-mm. I, I seriously, if I were to look back over the last six months, I think the number of like ready to go food options that I've purchased has just gradually increased. <laughs> I've gone from thinking I'm, I'm doing this alone this is going to be okay. I'm going to cook every day to fuck it. If we're eating, we're eating. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. I don't care anymore. You know, and it's on those days where, you know, I'm gone. I I have to step away from work by three o'clock and don't get, I basically don't finish with my children until 930 at night. And at that point, it has been, you know, one of those days. It's just been one of those days, which has, is, it's, it's, you know, is, is, you know, part of a series of those days, right? Well, one of, <laughs> one of those days anymore is just like, it is a day. It is, it is day. another day. And I just want a public service announcement. Don't text one of us at that late at night and be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go hang out with my, go get a drink with my friends. Don't text that. Don't, 
I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're my mom. I don't care who you are. Don't text me that you're going out to get a drink with your casually that you get to go out and have a drink with your friends. Fuck you. Yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> to be clear, it's not. This is not like a pain Olympics thing. It's just a self awareness thing. It's, it's like, like just don't text it. If any of you I'm with kids you. have coworkers who talk about really excited to get out of work because they're going to go home and take a nap, and you want to punch them, that's what we mean. Like, yeah, it's just, fine that you get to go home and take a nap. That's totally cool. But you don't need to tell me all about it because I have to go home and run seven errands and make dinner and try not to lose my mind. And try not to lose my mind. That's it right there. Like, I'm just, I just want to not lose my mind. I just want to not lose my mind. Please don't text me that you get to go out with your friends because I just, right now, I'm just trying not to lose my mind. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what we should just text these people. Be like, oh, man, just hanging out at home trying to stay sane. It's pretty great. <laughs> Stay insane. Stay insane. <laughs> oh man. And I guess if we're on if we're on PSAs, I do want to say, and this is sincere, we have received an incredible number of comments on Facebook and Instagram and emails specifically related to my nipples. Oh, awesome. And there have been some we fantastic... Care about them. Everybody seems to care quite a lot about them, and I appreciate it because there have been some amazing tips. And I really have to say that ladies that have breastfed children, you are a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Honestly. And a lot of people are like, I don't run, credit. but I have breastfed four kids. I'm like, oh God, you know all about nipples. Give me all Give of your us knowledge. credit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the pain, John? No, God, can you no. imagine the pain? No, no, no. I can barely <laughs> deal with the pain of dealing with a shirt, let alone a mouth. Ugh. <laughs> no. So thank you. I have lots of good suggestions that I will be trying for products that I didn't even know existed. Also, we should mention this, and we'll put a link to this when we when this ep- with this episode is your CrowdRise page for running the Chicago Marathon. Yes. We're both we're both supposed to be raising money for every mother counts. I'm I'm raising money as well, but I've already um, used up my good fortune, well, I don't know, my goodwill. I've I've raised money quite a bit in the past for every mother counts, and so I'd rather it go to you since this is your first time doing it. Um but we'll put a link to John's CrowdRise page. We are raising money from mothers who breastfeed. We are. We're going to circle this back around. Yes. Um, we're raising money for their nipples. And uh, we're bo- he's running for Every Mother Counts. I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to be at the starting line with him. I may walk run that marathon. Probably not. She's going to do it. No. Yep. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show up at like mile 14, mile 17, mile 22, mile 24. Holding the latte. going to be there cheering you. Yes. Yep. With some, with I'm gonna show with some shaping cream and maybe like you know, patch it down. Um. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be the guy in the bloody shirt. Yeah. So we'll put a link to that if you could maybe donate five, ten bucks. Maybe if you skip your almond milk latte at Starbucks and donate that five bucks to John, that'd be great. There you go. And everything, 100% of it goes to Every Mother Counts. None of it goes to me. Yes. So that would be awesome. Exactly. I know there's, you know, lots of good charities to give to, but if you can, that would be outstanding. And yeah, that is that'll wrap it up for this yeah, week. I think so. But if you have suggestions that don't involve secretly pureeing cauliflower, 
We would love to hear them. Or even just stories or how you make it work or even just an email. It's like, fuck yeah, that's how we do it too. You can email us at stories at manicramblings.com or you can always find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, keep staying sane. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.